Welcome to the Holistic Healing Hour, where we bring you tools and inspiration for emotional, mental, spiritual, and physical well-being. Welcome, everybody. Woo! Yeah. 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 All right. This is my first my first time riding alone. Uh, well, not alone. I have a new co-host. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, I'm Coach Simone Kelly, and Monica Gonzalez is out of town today. But um, today I have Zay live in the building. Greetings. Greetings, everyone. Yeah. And you are listening to the Holistic Healing Hour on Own Your Power Radio. Uh, we have a, we're going to have a lot of fun today. This is the first time we had an actual studio room full of uh, young adults and, and children, teenagers. And, it's pretty yeah, exciting. Yeah, it's yeah. exciting. Young adults make some noise. <laughs> oh, they're, they're like scared. <laughs> it's too early make in the morning. Some, yeah, they, they look like they've been partying. Some of them look like they've been hanging out. Well, one of them, two of them went to a, 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 dri- a drive-thru. No, drive-thru. They were hanging out watching movies. Nice. So um, today I'm, I'm really excited because um, today we're going to be talking about homeschooling, which is um, a topic I actually had a lot of misconceptions about, and I was introduced um, to Gael uh, the last six months I, I, I met her, and I've been blown away by what she's been able to do. So I want to introduce uh, Gael Felix, who is a guest on today's show, and she is the founder of Black Homeschool Network. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> One of the founders. One of the One founders. Of the founders. Yes, okay. There's a team of us. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. th- yeah there was a team, but um, <laughs> definitely we're going to um, get into that. But today, in today's show... Isaiah, you want to kind of give a little overview of some of the things we're going to talk about? Okay, well, it looks like on this show today we'll be covering, is there really a difference in learning at home? And what is a typical week like for a homeschooled child? What is the process to begin homeschooling as a parent? And you don't have to do it. Alone. Alone. <laughs> and that's exactly what Gael um, was talking about as far as like putting together a team. So that's, that's important. Um, so I'm, I'm really uh, looking forward to getting into this. In our last show, we talked about barter being the new currency again. And uh, we actually had a lot of give and take members in the house and, you know, sharing. Well, I saw that. It looked pretty cool. I saw the uh, mechanic that was there. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. We had though. mechanic. We had... Um, uh, IT guy, Stuart, yep, I think Stuart, you met. Right. And, IT um, and actually, before the show, I actually got a Thai yoga massage from wow. one of our new members, who I actually know through Gael, um, Sekou. Wonderful. Yeah, so we had a really good show. We learned a lot about how to save money as an entrepreneur. Um, yeah. And yeah, when are you going to join Give and Take? We need to join you. No pressure. What, what, what could you offer? I mean, different services. Aside from jokes. Counseling. <laughs> Well, oh, that's it, true. Is one of the key elements I offer them. You know, what kind of fun stuff if you need help with that. So, what kind of counseling? Um, family, family okay. counseling. So we we can talk about those things as well. Yeah. Okay, we'll get you to join. Mm-hmm. Great. No pressure. Everybody heard it here on you on your bar radio. Yeah. <laughs> we heard it. All right. So again, um, in today's show, we actually have um, a lot of um, children are in the house, and we're going to have some on the show share their experience. So um, I think we're going to just take a quick break, and then we'll be right back with the Holistic Healing Hour on Own Your Power Radio. Um. Hi, my name is Sekou of LembaHealingArts.com and I am a member of the Give and Take Network. You're listening to Own Your Power Radio. If you're like me, you love to hold on to your cash and use it for basic needs like the light bill, water bill, and yeah, maybe even the mortgage or the rent. That's pretty much all that I use cash for since I get almost everything on barter. In a typical month, I get my hair done, eyebrows waxed, printing services, massages. 
business coaching, personal assistance for my companies, social media marketing, and more, all on Barter. Oh, and did I mention travel? Yes, to many different exotic locations like Costa Rica and Barbados on Barter. I literally save thousands a year, and I'd love to help you do the same. All you have to do is join the Give and Take Network at www.giveandtakenetwork.org. That's give, the letter N, takenetwork.org. When you join Give and Take, you'll learn how to generate more business, reduce your overhead, and save cash. Barter is definitely smarter, and don't let anyone tell you any differently. Join us today at giveandtakenetwork.org. Welcome back to the Holistic Healing Hour. Uh, today in the Zen Den, we actually have uh, Gael Felix of Black Homeschool Network. And um, we actually have two, two new guests that just joined us. Um, what's your name? Jelani. Jelani. Imani. Jelani and Imani. Ooh, I like the, both of those names. are beautiful. <laughs> um, yeah, talking to the mic, guys. <laughs> so we're going to kind of get into the whole topic of homeschooling. So Isaiah. Yeah, well, you know, homeschooling. Versus regular school, you know, we got the kids here to kind of give the insight. Gael with the Black Homeschool Network here as well. We want to find out, is there really, what's the big difference, if there is any, between homeschooling and, you know, just regular going, going to school in a regular um, old school format? Well, there is a big difference. Um, basically, it's really, you customize your education for your child. And, you know, depending on how your child learns is how you cater their education. Mm -hmm. Some children are very self-directed and they know exactly what they want to learn and you cater their program based on that. Some children need a little more guidance. So you can really do a lot of one-on-one individual work with them uh, to basically obtain their benchmark goals or whatever it is that they're trying to achieve in their life. Um, But the difference in your traditional schools is because there are so many children per teacher, it's really hard for teachers to always assess the individual needs for each child. Right. That's so true. Yeah. You know, one of the things you mentioned is the customization, how powerful that is. You know, we're all individuals. We all have Mm -hmm. our strengths and weaknesses. Mm -hmm. And to be able to really harness, you know, I think some kids are held back when they may be masterful at mathematics or they may be masterful at arts, you know, you get to accelerate that and then, you know, give a more comprehensive um, educational experience, it sounds like. Exactly. You know, a lot of times it's really knowing their learning styles. You know, there's many um, levels of multiple intelligence, you know, some of who are very artistic. So, you know, you can cater their education on an artistic level. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them are a little more logistical. So you want to give them curriculums that are like on the logic side of things. So it's really just catering to how they learn. Um, and you just let them just go with it. What before, oh, go I was say, before we even get into that, I wanted to ask you, how did you, as a mom, get started in homeschooling? Like, what made you want to do it? Well, my daughter was attending, um, actually, she was very young. She was actually in preschool. She went to a private preschool, mm-hmm. and um, it was pretty expensive, but I was just noticing that their teachers weren't really exactly meeting her needs. And, you know, and I would have different conferences with the teachers and the principal, and I just wasn't getting any results. And I said, for the amount of money that I'm investing every month, right. I'm going to take that money and actually just start taking the matter into my own hand. Wow. So it started from there. You know, and I was think it a lot of parents, Oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say, I think a lot of parents feel like that. I know at times I feel like that with my kids in school as well. Yeah. But, but how are you able to do it if you're working? Like, how does that work? It is challenging. Um, a lot of parents who do homeschool sometimes don't have full-time jobs. It depends on the age of the child. If the younger mm-hmm. they are, 
it depends if you could do a, a full-time homeschool program. It's challenging. Usually when they're older, where they're a little bit more independent in learning, mm-hmm. you could probably do, you know, a, a, a nine-to-five. Right. Poss- possibly. Depends on the child. Um, if they're a little bit younger, most parents either don't work or have a part-time job or work from home. Let me ask the kids a question. So have you guys been to regular school? Yes. yes. Okay. And then you've also done the homeschool thing as well, right? Yes. yes. Okay. So what do you guys think are some of the major differences? Like, what do you think is good about or better about homeschooling? Well, I think it's very fun. Uh-huh. And how old are you, Imani? I'm eight. Okay. I think it's very fun. We get to learn different things and go on different kinds of field trips. Once we went to Coral Castle. Wow. And... We saw, we saw a big coral, um, a big coral home, mm-hmm. and we saw a coral bed too. Yeah, that, that's an exciting place, and, and, and the science behind moving those those stones are really impressive, right? The gravity and how he defied gravity with some things. What about you, Jelani? What do you think? I some think, of the differences. I think. And, and how old are you, Jelani? Let anybody know. I'm 13, about to turn. Oh my God! I thought you were older wait, than that. So how long have you? Wait, He's how like long seven feet. <laughs> He's like seven feet tall, right? How yeah, tall are you? That's part of the homeschooling. He gets home six, food. One, six, six one. Wow, oh my God! What? And you're 13. Yeah. Holy oh, mackerel! That's so that's cool. Stock. Let me ask you a question. Do you, <laughs> how do you do? You miss anything about public school? Um, in any way, and and sports wise, how do you feel about that as well? I was never really into sports. The only sport I was really into was swimming, mm-hmm. like passionately. Yeah. And I would play football and basketball on and off and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, I don't really miss anything about public school. The only thing that I would miss would be the socialization, which mm-hmm. could also hold many people back, especially because of peer pressure and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's the only thing that I miss about public school. And what do you love about homeschooling? The customization. Any, like... You can do whatever you want to do with homeschooling, and stuff give like me an that. example of one of your favorite topics or, or subjects. Um, I'm really into I'm into a lot of things. I really want to get more into robotics and engineering. I have a couple. See kids, what I'm talking about? I have, <laughs> I have a kid, couple kids at home that I need to work on, but uh, my main project that I've been working on now is renovating my house, and. Uh, have. We're almost finished. I helped with the framing, the plumbing, the electric. Are you serious? And the drywall, all kinds of stuff. And now we're plastering, painting, and finishing it up. Well, and so, that's something you can't get in public school. Yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> wow. That that, that's so powerful. Cool. Let me ask you a question. So um, d- testing-wise, h- how does homeschooling align itself with the expectations, I guess, of public school and then college? Like, you know, how is that evaluated, um, you know, annually? Or if is it, you know, and then, you know, how does the preparation occur for college and things like that? Okay. Um, that's a good question. Um, actually, you can have your child take SIT- SATs, um, the I.O. exam. Uh, there are many standardized tests on the nationwide that they can um, take in. Uh, we have review books. And usually most parents will start like January having the child buy the book, start reviewing. And usually you'll set a date uh, with a particular company and getting a proctor and they can take the exam. Mm. So once they take the SAT exam, you have a result that can kind of give you a nice indication of your child meeting that particular grade level. Um, Some people also go through a child psychologist to get an evaluation to make sure that, you know, that that they're mentally stable and academically stable through like IQ tests. 
um, other types of academic assessments as well. Oh, wow. But we do have to have an evaluation every year, yes. Oh, okay. And has anybody like been ever, ever rejected, like saying you're not doing a good job, sending you to, um, to school? I don't know of anyone personally. Really? Yeah, okay. I don't know of anyone personally. Good. Don't, don't hang around those people. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let's ask a, a fun question. Walk us through a typical week of a homeschool kid. And oh, then dude. we want you to, I know it's probably no typical week, right? <laughs> but give us, give me like a roundabout, you know, um, idea. And I, I mean, you might want to break down what you do versus what the typical, because don't you have like a, your own school? So it's a little different. Kind of explain the difference first, I guess. Okay. Well, I'm going to speak for myself personally. Mm-hmm. Okay. Before I talk about a co-op. Um, okay. Personally, for myself, um, typically during the summer, most parents take a time like just go through curriculum. So I would take a lot of times and look at curriculums and what I'm going to use for the school year based on what I feel the needs are. Um, Where do you get curriculums from? You can get curriculums from multiple websites um, like Rainbow Resources, HomeschoolBuyers.com, Amazon. Google is a great resource, and a lot of times you just type in. Um, third grade curriculum oh, and wow. you'll get a whole slew of things. Yeah. A lot of times if you just type in homeschool curriculums, okay. you'll get a slew of things. So you could just pick if there's a multitude of curriculums online, whether you do books or online programs okay. or a mixture of two. And luckily too, because homeschooling is such a, um, a big area now, you have a lot of programs that are actually having homeschool components to it, like IMAX. Um, there's music programs, which we've my I personally have done with my daughter, where she'll do like the homeschool violin program or mm-hmm. a homeschool art program mm-hmm. or a homeschool um, computer mathematic program. So there are many out there. You just have to do a lot of research based on where your location is. Right. Yeah. So then you guys start what time? I mean, because I think one yeah, of the, the, typical, the yeah. assumption would be, you know, if I'm at home, man, I get to stay out, stay late. You know, you know, I don't have to get up at 8 o'clock. What time do you guys no, really start your no. day? No, Everybody's different. I know a lot of homeschool parents that, you know, 10, 11 Relax. o'clock, and they start in their day. But uh-huh. I, I like to keep my schedule at 7 o'clock, mm-hmm. and schooling starting between 8 and 8.30. How long does it last? It depends. Um, typically I try my best to keep it within a four or five hour period, yeah. but because of the, this, because of the schedule I have for my daughter, mm-hmm. it tends to be a pretty much like a full day program. Wow. And is it now when you have multiple children, mm-hmm. you know, what are sort of some of the complexities there with respect to delivering curriculum, you know, to different age ranges? You have eight and you oh, have yeah. 13 and so you have 12. Hard. Well, that does, uh, that, that is a challenge. Um, right now, um, Imani's my only daughter. I do have a six-month son, so I'm not at that stage yet. But most parents, it is a challenge. Mm -hmm. Um, There's some good things that older children can also help the younger ones. Mm. And sometimes the curriculum that you use with the older ones that you can also apply to the younger ones, depending, again, on learning styles. Right, got it. So some of the older ones can tend to be a little more self-directed and independent in their work, and you might just need to take a little more time to sit with the younger ones. But it it does work out pretty well. So walk us through, like, you know, I mean, maybe not every single day, but, you know, a typical, okay. a typical day. Okay, typical um, day. We wake up, 7 o'clock, have breakfast just like anybody else. You know, 8, 8.30, we start. I do kind of do a grading scale on my days. I have A day, B days, C days, and D days. You know, my A day, my, my A day, okay, we go through our curriculum. We'll do our English. We'll do our math. We'll do some science, maybe some history and some writing, you know. Mm. Um, you know, my B days, okay, maybe I got a couple of subjects covered through workbooks, videos, or some hands-on activity. Mm-hmm. Um my C days is like, well, I got a lot of appointments and she's going to be like relying on her educational iPad and maybe some DVDs to watch. 
Um, so it can it can switch. You okay. know, like your day you get an emergency phone call. Okay, we're gonna have to just pack our workbooks and go in the car, and you're gonna have to just do your work there. Okay. Yeah. But typically, it's you know I do a lot of my. Um, I would say my writing assignments in the morning. Um, we do a lot of outdoor activities. So then she great. usually has a lot of classes to attend because she was an only child for so long mm-hmm. because of the socialization aspect of it. So I had to take her to, you know, a science class or with other children mm-hmm. or a music class with other children or an art mm-hmm. class. So I had to do a lot of other homeschool classes that were available because is, she was an only child. Is that the co-op component you were talking about? It is and it isn't. That? Oh, okay. Individually, you can just sign up to take. There's like a lot of homeschool groups out there. They're not okay. necessarily a co-op. Gotcha. But they're just a science teacher who's saying, you know what? Hey, anybody who's a homeschooler, I do science from nine to oh, twelve, that's so cool. oh, and you can just awesome. pay a little fee for the month and you go. Nice. Okay. So all the homeschool parents will just come. We're not a co-op. We're just you know parents coming mm. together to you know I'm not good at science, so somebody else will do it. Right. Um, if you're doing it as a cooperative, then it's more like a group of parents who are very interested. And putting a program, a little more of a structured program for a group of their children, kind of almost like a school in you, a sense. You mentioned something earlier um, with respect to customization I thought was really powerful mm-hmm. and just customizing it for students. But there's also different styles of teaching mm-hmm. that you can leverage. When you, you have so many incredible teachers who, who are restrained by the, you know, the, the normal system of teaching, yes. to be able to leverage that and have your kids take have access to these great teachers would be pretty cool. It is. Yeah. It, it, it's awesome. Because, um, you know, it's like, you know, you can have a third grade teacher and she's just a lousy teacher for your child. <laughs> right. But, you know, when you're homeschooling, you can pick the you best. Can, you yeah. can, if, you, if you're comfortable in teaching, it, you can do it if you're not like I'm I really just don't have the patience to yeah, do the yeah, math yeah. I'd rather pay somebody to yeah. do it and if they're effective yeah. and then too if you don't like them you can always switch to somebody else yeah I love that I mean that, yeah. that gives you the freedom you know sometimes you have a bad teacher you're like geez Louise I'm stuck <laughs> yeah. right. but to be able to say no I don't like this one let me try another science teacher is a, an, mm-hmm. an amazing option also history you know when you said you mentioned history this is the black homeschool network mm-hmm. I find oh, that yeah, here in Florida down. a lot of the times <laughs> black history is not something that's taught and you know an African history you know to really go into the whole story of it is not necessarily taught. No, um, yeah. I think it's so important that we can actually, for you know, for the listeners out there who would like more of a, you know, just more focused, African-focused kind mm-hmm. of um, history, that's a great thing that you can add to it as well. You mentioned earlier about African mathematics and things like that. So Yes, um, which is another great thing. And I think that's why there's increasing numbers of African-American families now who are actually pulling their children out of the public mm. school system or even private yeah. to some extent because, you know, one, I mean, a lot of their statistics is because of racism. Um, I didn't do that. It, that wasn't an issue for right, me. Right, right. But for a lot of people, that's why they're pulling their children out. And mm. yes, a lot of our children don't have a cultural identity of who they are. Right. Exactly. We're limited to Black History Month, that's and right. that's it. And that's you get right. Martin Luther King, you get Rosa Parks, <laughs> and if you're lucky, right. maybe you might get a Malcolm X. Maybe. Right. Um, and, you know, uh, George Washington Carver. You and know, that's it. Yeah. That's it. But, you know, we're so much, I mean, we're 10,000 years of history. Huge. And our history didn't start with slavery either. Absolutely you know, not. we were a great people for thousands and thousands, thousands who contributed to the whole yep. of civilization. Yep. And our children need to know their greatness of exactly. what their ancestors had built. Kings and queens. Because once they understand that, it, it sets a whole different tone of their self-esteem That's it. and their role mm-hmm. of where they belong in society. Exactly. And the public school is not going to do it. And it's really... You know, you can holler all you want to about that they should. They're not. So it's really a parent's responsibility to do that. Is there a hybrid approach where, you know, people can go to school and then maybe also have homeschooling, like, you know, like as a transition? There are ways. Um, I have had, as a homeschool parent, had my child attend a public school for particular classes. Um, It depends on the school. Like she was taking French at a public school, even though I was homeschooling her. Um, so you wow. can, it depends on the yeah, school. Yeah. There's some of them are open 
students and really mm-hmm. truly because we do pay tax dollars yeah they they do have we have the right for mm-hmm. them to attend a public school if there's a particular subject really? like sports they can go to public school and do sports just take one sport, yeah one thing? and i did it for french Okay. So you can, wow. it's just, you know, a lot of schools don't know. They don't have the proper information. Yeah, so they're yeah. a little, they'll just say no, you know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, some schools are very open to it. Wow. You just got to seek out the information. And may, we would, how would people find that? Would they probably go to the Black Homeschool Network to maybe find those relationships? Not necessarily at this time. <laughs> As a parent, really, you just have to do a lot of research. research yeah. Google is your friend. Google is your friend. <laughs> I mean, it's time consuming to mm-hmm. find out all these resources. But, you know, it's well worth the time. Got it. Yes. So uh, we have some more guests that have entered the room, and we're going to um, get into some more, more uh, juicy topics, learning more about homeschooling. So mm-hmm. with, with that said, we're going to take a quick break at the Zen Den. And... Relax, 
check what you in for. Me and these cats, we blend like we can for. Love the key, you're rocking the tempo. Do it from the soul, it feel oh so simple. Philly, DC, Jersey, about to win, y'all. sunshine and rain. I got love for it all, you keep saying. Love for all, you keep saying. Love for it all, you keep the same. Be saying Power Communications. We empower entrepreneurs to live the life they deserve through our internet radio network. We have thousands of listeners worldwide from Miami to Italy. If you're a speaker, author, or coach, and you're on a mission to change the world, the Own Your Power Radio Network has a global platform just for you. We're looking for the next personal and business development stars. If this sounds like you, you can be featured on one of our shows as an expert. There's a package for every budget. If you want to help others own their power, call us today to find out more information at 877-545-7352. That's 877-545-7352. Look forward to hearing from you. Hello everyone, I am Dr. Minka Brantley. I'm a psychologist from Miami, and I love being an expert on Own Your Power Radio. Welcome back to the Holistic Healing Hour. I'm Coach Simone Kelly in the Zen Den with Zay Live. Zay Live is in the building. What's up, everybody? Yeah, and we, we forgot to mention that you have your whole clan with... I do. I do have my whole clan. I've got... I, don't, I can't say the cool names, but I got Alexia, Josiah, and Joshua in the building. Future <laughs> Make leaders. Make some noise, y'all. Yeah, All right. And just joining us, we have uh, the beautiful, lovely Melissa Moonchild Stokes. Welcome, welcome. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Welcome back. This is like, what, your fourth, fifth time it being is, here? Yeah. But this time you're not singing. We should Am have I family? This... Can we be called family now? Can of course. You've now? been called family. What are you talking about? I can't get it. <laughs> So she's been on the show as an artist, um, as an artist singing, yeah. but now she's here today as a teacher. As a mommy teacher. And a mommy teacher, mm-hmm. right. I um, like that term, mommy teacher. So mommy teacher. tell us quickly how you got into homeschooling. Because the public, can I be really, really frank? Yeah. I mean, we, yeah. What's, That's what's the, too, the The public school system is absolutely a failure. Absolutely. <laughs> I want to say, I, be, I will be that controversial. Give me an example of why you say that. It, the, the only thing that, first, everything is upside down. It's upside down. I don't know if it's on purpose. I don't know what it is, but growing up overseas and having an education overseas, I, I mean, for example, in Morocco, the youngest child that was in the street with no shoes on was speaking three languages. Whoa. Three of them. I'm not exaggerating. Everybody. Wow. And, um, you you know, if you take, if you even just do regular standardized tests, and it's, it's on Google. Where are we compared to the rest of the world? Yeah, it's true. The system, the way they're teaching the kids, everything about it. The, his, the only thing that they halfway got a little bit okay to teach is math. And even that, it should be base 12, not base 10. Everything about it is upside down. Mm-hmm. Everything. 
Wow. So you just got fed up. When, when did you decide to and become homeschooled? And on top of that, oh. on top of that, I was feeling like they were putting my children on a track to prison. From Whoa. kindergarten, from kindergarten. Why do you say that? That's no, I've heard because, this theory before. You know, because, you know prison pipeline action. Yeah. Yes, from 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 the first first class in public school because I, I was taking them there and as a young mom, I was hard for me and I don't draw, I don't color inside the line, so it's really hard for me. I want to and I want to conform to everybody's. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody should do this and be on time and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I try really hard, right? Yeah. But you know, I just don't. Do, so they, I could, I was doing my best, but they just because of my actions, they put them in all kind of different remedial classes and stuff, but mm-hmm. not because of their testing, right? Not because of their testing, because of their um, my my lateness. Mm. Because oh. of my lateness. So I sat down with them in a conference at one point, and I had all the teachers and my kids in this conference, an emergency conference. I went to pick them up, and they're like, Can, do you have a minute to talk with us? And they had all the teachers there and everything, and they were going on and on and on about with the kids there about what classes they miss every morning. And I'm thinking, every time I drop them off, I hear the bell ring. Mm-hmm. I'm never that. Late. I'm never late picking them up. That's for right. sure. I'm waiting to pick them up, mm-hmm. but to let them go to you guys, I don't trust you. I don't got a good right, feeling. Right. So I think subconsciously, I was yeah, just yeah. like, oh, I'm not too eager to drop them off. Mm-hmm. But I heard the bell every time. But it took them like ten minutes to get to class because they have to stand in line and do. The- so what's your priority? Your priority is to get me to do what you say, not really to get these kids some education. And those mm-hmm. first classes, the first couple of things were exercises to get them doing certain things in their brain, and they miss those, right? So when they test for those those that information that they were giving, that first couple minutes of class. My mm-hmm. kids didn't have it. So they're like, they got to go here. and they No. And it was more than that. And with the kids, the, everything about the meeting was so inappropriate. I pulled them out that day. And I never, I don't want to home You never went people. back? I'm not Wait, a teacher. You never, <laughs> one of I the things I back. also hear, I mean, since this is the Black Homeschool Network, is the perception of, you know, black children doesn't just stop, you know, in uh, in the world. It also continues within the schools. And so when they see certain reactions or actions with children that look like us, you know, um, they, the the punishment is a little bit harsher. Ridiculous. So, and that kind of leads into this whole pipeline thing as well, because if maybe there's a, a lack of a cultural understanding and, you know, not knowing how to work with us, but at the end of the day, you know, it turns into something completely different and it leads into a prison pipeline. So mm-hmm. much so that there's prisons across the street from the schools here in Florida, and you know, in a couple them. of places. I had to go to the vice principal the next day when I pulled them out and tell him, I said, because I was just going to take them out and not say anything. My mom was like, well, at least write a letter and leave a complaint. Because the way they came at me, what they said in front of the kids was so inappropriate, so out the box. And I was like, if I was a middle-aged, you know, lighter looking person, <laughs> more someone who was more, made you feel more comfortable about yourself, basically, and I was having these kind of issues or so-called issues, mm-hmm. You wouldn't handle it like this. So not you're in basically front of the kids, saying, not taking right, them out. This is with homeschooling, parents don't have to deal with these wild teachers. Oh my gosh, because <laughs> you things. are the teacher. Because right. you are the teacher. There you go. There you go. Well, we have some more um, children that have joined the the studio. So uh, you yeah, let's let them introduce themselves. These guys are these guys are brilliant. We, what, and their brothers, man? their brothers we, of Jelani, who who was just on earlier. Yeah, say your names, young man. The Lovebirds. Anytime. Uh, I am Azizi. I am 12 years old and... 12, go, 12 going on oh, 50. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> I've, seen him, I've seen him in action teaching kids, and I was blown away. I was awesome. like, we have and, to have And one your show. name, young man? My name is Olude, and I'm seven years old, and I was born in Washington, D.C. Yes. Wow. I love D.C. <laughs> and I do want to mention another thing. That one time when I went by there, um, I was greeted in Swahili. Wow, and, um, the, it was a bunch of little little boy. And uh, you, uh, Alude, 
he was one of the little boys, and they got up and greeted me and bowed. And I was like, what? Wow. Okay. Like, <laughs> nice. they, they, they had a teacher that was teaching them Swahili. And I was like, this is impressive. I, I got goosebumps just one talking about it. One of the cultural it. benefits of being with it the Black Homeschool away. Network. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, awesome, so, awesome. So can you share with us um, maybe a typical day for you at, at a homeschool? Well, uh, me at homeschool is probably different than most people because I don't really... How well I used to have, like do a lot of academic work, but now I do academic work at nighttime when I get home. So the average day is I get up around seven, six to seven, six, seven, eight in the morning. Then I uh, go to, we eat breakfast. We go all go with our dad. We drop a pinzi off to our little sister off to school. Then we go work on the house from around sunrise to like when the sun goes down. At nighttime, Mama Gael's, uh knows that because we're there often. Neighbors. Yeah, we're neighbors, <laughs> so uh, we, we work on our house. Then we go home. We read in the car. We do our math in the car. I'm reading Think and Grow Richer, the black choice right uh-uh. now. What? And, and how old are you again? Twelve. Twelve. No, but I've seen you teach classes, so give me an example of that day. Well, right now it's summer break, kind of, so it's a little different. Um, so, what what do you do when you teach classes? Uh, Even though you're not really a teacher, but I've seen you helping out. Well, I help out by basically I can I can do I can make children do what I want them to do. Except <laughs> <laughs> I need to hire you. So, uh, Show I can, me this gift. So basically, if they don't tell me what to, what I do, the, if they don't do what I tell them to do, I'll find another way for them to do it. And I make it very easy for them to trust me. I let them, like, push me around, as you could say, so they can be, like, so they can feel like they're in control when they're really not. So well, He's learning some powerful teaching <laughs> techniques at an early age. What subjects do you teach? I mean, what type of math do you teach? Well, I don't actually, like, teach subjects. Good. I'm just, if we're at a, if we're at a place and there's children that are, out of whack and adults are trying to do something then <laughs> I go you're the enforcer he puts them in line yeah, enforcer <laughs> but he does enforcer. it in a fun way and like still, the kids are crawling all over him but they listen to him that's what I was blown away by I was like wow and mm. sometimes the, my favorite part is sometimes the adults pay me even though I don't ask them, <laughs> they didn't ask me to do anything so I just walk in help out leave and they give you a tip yeah nice give me a tip so I don't really teach subjects but I really 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 want to be a teacher Wow, that's awesome. So, you have a passion for it. I want to teach math. Okay. Let's ask... Um, Olude. What's your favorite subject in school? What's your favorite subject? Give us like one or two. Um, Look, he's sitting here thinking about it. <laughs> and, so uh, let me just... Uh, one thing I found innovative, right, is the fact that you guys get to learn different things. Your, your brother earlier mentioned that he learned about plastering, about yes. you know uh, carpentry. We're talking about electric, uh, electrical work. Tell me a little bit about that. I think that's something innovative that you, you couldn't get in any school. Well, that's my brother and I. We uh, do the housework. We mm-hmm. plaster. We drywall. We do electricity. We Electricity? Up, yeah. Electri- ele- we're, uh, we do... Electricity work. We, yeah, electrician work. Yeah. Wi- wires. Uh, we pl- 
plaster. Now, they teach this at Miami Dade College, by the way. Oh, really? So these kids learning this at 12. <laughs> no, they have classes for this. Right. You know, so for them to be learning this at this age, in addition to, you know, um, the education that they have that is part of the normal curriculum, this is the comprehensive, unique, customized, you know, approach to training that, you know, kids might not learn in a normal environment. So I think that's pretty impressive. Can I ask, um, Gael, what is the class that I, I saw them, the, the Swahili class? What was it exactly? It's like an African culture class? Yes, what you all did was um, they were doing a Swahili class. Okay. Um, we had a, a teacher that came in, and he does uh, teaches the children Swahili. So in the African traditions, when an adult walks into the room, the children must get up and acknowledge them. Okay. So that's why you saw them get up, and they bowed to you, and they probably said, Sikamu to you. Yeah, and I had, they told me to say something back. I can't yeah, remember what Malahaba. it was. Yeah. Right. So, you know, in the traditional ways that, you know, just give honor and respect to our elders when, they, when their presence is seen. Which mm. our kids don't do that much exactly. nowadays. So. So it's to give, <laughs> give respect. And right. just to touch a little bit on Azizi, they're, they're basically learning home building 101. Yeah. yeah. Hands-on oh, training. Oh, that's right. Yes, yeah, your husband they're, is very adamant about that. He's like, we need yes. to learn how to build our own homes. It's that's, very important right. for our young yeah. men and our young ladies to learn how to build homes. Wow. So they don't have to rely on mortgages and, you know, getting themselves into debt. You know, the more skills that they have with their hands, not only just with their head, but with their hands, mm-hmm. you know, the mm-hmm. more empowered they are. Yeah. Right. True story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with um, Melissa, what do you, what exactly, exactly what do you teach? Break that down a little bit. Math. Um, math and music, voice as an instrument. Um, gosh, what else did we do? We did... I tried my hand at meditation, visual. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. And science. Okay. But, you know, I, did, I, I, I love learning. I've, I've done a lot of learning for myself. So, really, it's just about kind of passing on to the kids in a way that they, they'll retain it in the most effective way. So, I'm hearing here, you said earlier, mommy teachers, right? And, I, and this is a network. So if there are other mothers who are interested in becoming a part of this network and becoming a, just a part of what you guys do, how, how would they engage? What would they need to do? Well, again, um, Google and social media are great tools. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> this year, the Black Homeschool Network had formulated with a few moms who saw the concerns of what's going on in the community uh, of South Florida, uh, tri-county-wise. And, you know, we just decided that, you know, we can't do it all. I mean, there's a lot. And, you know, we want our children to have a really enriched program, not just academically, but also just real-world life skills. So we figured, you know what, in numbers we work more better. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. um, So the Black Homeschool Network was formed. We did start a co-op in late spring Mm -hmm. where the children learn, you know, some really fabulous facts about our history. Mm -hmm. Uh, We did math. So everything was like project-based learning. Mm -hmm. So they learned a lot about the pyramids and they were able to construct pyramids and learn the mathematical equations related to pyramids, Mm -hmm. you know, the science of the stars. That's why, you know, like my longer daughter was talking about going to Coral Castle. So everything was interrelated, not just on in books, on paper, but they actually got to do with their hands and see the science. science. So it made it concrete, you know, so awesome. yeah, it, it's it's great. You know, Black Homeschool Network. It's it's you know it's still in very much in its infant stage, but you know we have a great Facebook page, and we just really want to provide a lot of information for parents, not only here in South Florida but also abroad, who can go there and get resources of what as far as African American history, just anything related to our culture. We just want to share the information to everybody. So you mentioned, because um, again, this is we're talking specifically about the Black School Network, but then let's say I'm in Idaho or I'm in Arizona and I want to start homeschooling my kid, and you just said go to Google. But give me an example of like basic steps that they should be looking for. 
Well, a lot of times it's, you know, a lot of times homeschooling is specific to your state. So you oh. want to start with homeschooling in okay. Idaho, homeschooling in Florida, because there are criteria. Okay. So if you are in Broward County and you want to homeschool, you're going to have to send a letter of intent. Once you kind of decide that this is what I really want to do, most parents, before they homeschool, some do, some don't. I did. I did a lot of research prior to just, you know, taking my child out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I said, okay, I, I'm ready. Um, once you decide that you're ready, you do have to send a letter of intent, a registered letter of a uh, letter of intent that you're going to homeschool. The form is actually online. If you go to, you just Google search uh, Broward County uh, superintendent, just put homeschooling, and there's actually a form there. All you gotta do is like kind of put your name in there and the date, basically, okay. and send the letter registered mail. Um, and that kind of like says, okay, you're ready to homeschool. You're on your own. But you know, during the homeschool year, you do need to keep a, a record of what they're doing. So okay. you do need to keep you know, a progress report, uh, any worksheets that they're doing, just, you know, if it's mm-hmm. photographs of projects that they do, you keep a record for the year. Um, and like I said, at the end of the year, you do have to do like an evaluation where you see a, a licensed school uh, teacher in the county mm. uh, who could kind of review everything. They may also do an assessment. You can have them take nationwide assessment tests. You can have them see a school psychologist as well. Oh, okay. School mm-hmm. psych- okay. So do they, yeah. do they have to take the FCAT? No. Oh, good. Well, Great. That should I be know. a plus for the people here in Southern Florida. Right. <laughs> most most of the times, it's typically the SAT or the IELTS exam if you want to do it on that on that level. Got it. What they okay. Do. Now here's a big question that I mean, and I'm I'm gonna say my own myth or stereotype I had of homeschool children. I just assumed that if because they're home with mommy and that's it, that they're isolated, that they don't have any connections, that they don't know how to communicate with other people. That's what I thought, right? Until I met you and learned and, and learned more about the whole, like, how you guys have your, your groups of where they, they go out together, they meet other children. Explain that. Yeah, talk to that. Yeah. Explain. Well, what is that? And then, wait, how does that work? Do you have something to say about that? I want you to share, please. Well, I'd say that's true for some children, but not all children, because sometimes I think that homeschool children are, are actually more interactive than uh, children in public school. And also, I I find it very interesting and cool that because homeschool children are separate very often, not everyone's doing the same thing, so not everyone's trying to... Compete. No, trying to be the same. Okay. So everyone's unique in a different way, so... You want to say something? No? Okay. So... (laughs) I mean, that's an interesting point. So you're saying being at home, you get to... Pretty much know yourself and be more individualized. But but I want to explain again because he's in the co-op. So how does it work with kids that are with just mommy? Do you have days where you go hang out yes. with other kids? Like yeah, how explain you, how that you works. You have to be very deliberate. That was my biggest challenge okay. and why I I was hounding her for like six months because I you know I saw her beautiful facility just online. I mean the vibe just from online. Okay. Kumba was like. I wonder what are they doing <laughs> over there? That's some black people full of light over there. So I, um, I, I, I was in a desperate space because I, I feel like I, Google, like she said, is, is is a wonderful resource. I can you could basically get your PhD on your phone. You know, this is the information age. I wasn't at a at a you know fault for having that, but it was the social aspect that we really had to be deliberate with. And really had to say, okay, can we get some of these kids together? Like, who mm-hmm. else do you know? And I had, I mean, we, I had to work for that, I me mean, personally, because I'm not in a neighborhood with a lot of other kids, mm-hmm. and the kids didn't go to a bunch of public schools to have their own organic network that they call on their own and say, oh, are you guys meeting up? None of that was going on. Oh wow! And we were st- 
starving socially. Right. It was a big issue for my family. Right. What, what, how does that affect the kids? Like, what happens? Not them? good. Depression. Oh, man. It's not good. Like, imagine being isolated. I, yeah. I, was, I was telling, I would tell, the, like, to tell the, kid, the, the, you know, the parents, like, how much I really want this to go, like, now, let's start this right, session right. now, not right. next in the fall. Because I remember being their age, and my mom used to, like, do corporal punishment and beat us, you know? <laughs> and I remember thinking, I'd rather get beat than get grounded. Like, I hated being alone and isolated. It messed with me. It made me sad. Like, that was the worst thing you could do to me. So then one of the things that they do, I guess, in the network is they have a collective of everyone who gets together at a certain time. We, we make that. Awesome. The, 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 fun, the, the, the thing that I want to add, though, to me, the most important part to add to anybody listening is that in, on one hand, you have the public school and you have all the faults of the public school. And then you, can, you have someone to blame when it goes wrong, right? But on the other hand, when it's yourself and your family and your friends, mm-hmm. you got to deal with each other. Right. And, some, and, and it's like, oh, God, especially if you're not a professional teacher and this isn't what you do. It's like, is it worth it? And, and, and I think that we all can, I think if we follow this movement kind of globally of going inside first and really just making peace with ourselves and being more um, tolerant and patient because you're gonna, we are going to deal with each other's stuff. It's mm-hmm. gonna get when you when you do that collective stuff. It ain't always just honking. Right, right, right. You're gonna have to come equipped with patience and tolerance, and um, more first with ourselves, and then we can do it with others. You know. I think one of the benefits is that gets you over that hump is the fact that everyone knows the value of the education for the kids and mm-hmm. they care about it. it. That's and, the, and as mm-hmm. a result, that's the primary focus that'll push you probably beyond any obstacle that can come before you. I think the black. Put your hands together for the Black Homeschool Network, by the way. <laughs> What a concept, you know, starting up, and there's a lot of great opportunity here is what I'm hearing. Um, a lot of parents I know out there have a desire for this, you know, an innovative approach. That's, the, that's what's giving birth to these charter schools and things like that. So we even probably need more innovation. We have something from Azizi. Azizi, what did you want to say? Uh, I was just going to say that uh, being alone sometimes is a good thing, especially when you have siblings. <laughs> One, uh, I know for people that don't have siblings, it must be terrible, but because I have two brothers and a little sister, that is actually pretty good because, one, you can connect with your siblings more. Mm-hmm. And if they're the only friends you have, then you get to know each other very well. Mm-hmm. And also, when you're, uh, when you're alone sometimes, it can help you concentrate more sometimes, especially if you're doing uh, work like when I, like what I do. If I have friends all the time, if I were socializing all the time, then I wouldn't be able to work on the things that I work on. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. so you have more time to develop your skills and, and what in yourself. I mean, that's good. Okay, I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, I would like to add something real quick in regards to the socialization. You know, there's a lot of homeschool groups out there. Um, the Black Homeschool is just one that's really catered to a lot of our children of color. Because there's a lot of groups out there. Some of them are religious-based. Some of them are Jewish. Yeah, some of them yeah, are Spanish. Yeah, you know, yeah. and, and they're all good. Yeah, of course. But you know what? A lot of times when our children are in these other groups, sometimes we still don't feel like we really belong. Although right. the only thing that's common that we're all homeschooling. Yeah. But still, there's there's a cultural difference sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I think with having this call that we had the last eight weeks, I think these children just felt like a relieved. That, you know, if I had locks, nobody had to question why I had right. locks. Right. If, if my hair was out in kinky, nobody questioned it. Right. You know, Can so I they were it? comfortable. <laughs> yeah. You know, everybody just felt comfortable and nobody judged them. 
Right. You know, and we were able to, you know, say our African words and our, wear our African clothes or whatever it is. Our cultural identity was never questioned. We felt very comfortable and proud. That's a powerful thing. To be a part of that. Well, and it's mm-hmm. kind of reiterating what Azizi was saying um, earlier. You know, the peer pressure that occurs as a result mm-hmm. of being around your peers is pretty difficult. And you either assimilate or have to fight that. And, you know, to eliminate that from a child's life and just enable them to just focus on education. Right. You know, one of the things that, you know, schools do to, to manage that is, you know, uniforms. But you don't have to be uniform uniformed in order for you to have that kind of freedom. So I think that's an important thing about homeschooling. Uh, so we had we learned a lot today. So I want to just thank you guys for being here thank and you. sharing. And um, thanks, thank all. Give the kids a hand for being brave. Um, big shout out to Imani, Jelani, Azizi, Alude. Alude. <laughs> for being on the radio. And um, I want... Tell people how they can get in contact with you find more about, you know, Black Homeschool Network. Uh, well, you can. Uh, we're on Facebook, Black Homeschool Network. Um, just put Black Homeschool Network on Facebook and you can, you know, like us, like us on our page. You'll see a lot of information. Uh, we also do have a website, which, we, you know, we're working on it, but uh, it's www.blackhomeschoolnetwork.com. Uh, and if you want to email us, you could do Black Homeschool Network, S-O for South and F-L. For Florida at gmail.com as well. Wonderful. And then Moonchild, shout out to your your, your music Hi. that you do. Oh, yes, I do music. <laughs> Let's see, how do we tie it in with homeschooling? Though? And that's okay. You teach music. You're, you're, you, you teach, teach music. music too. You're an artist and you're, and you're part of the Own Your Power family. You've been on the radio many times, so just share how people can hear Moonchildsings.com. And if there's anything I can help any homeschool anyone, I just you know email. We can share music or whatever. <laughs> Don't say anything. You know, <laughs> I mean, not anything, but you know, yeah. homeschool or music related. Yeah, hit us All right. up. Wonderful. Well, thanks again for being on the show. Um, thank you. Thank you, pleasure. everybody. Thank you. For and um, and Throwing Your Power Network is a 24-hour network of personal and business development. So we also have R&B, soul, eclectic grooves to keep you in a good mood. So find out more about our shows by checking our schedules on ownyourpowerlifestyle.com. Click radio and you'll be in the know. And if you aren't already an official power player, just like us on Facebook by going to Facebook.com forward slash Own Your Power Radio. We want to give a special thanks to the Own Your Power team that make this show possible. Big Mike is standing in the house. Mike is in the building. In the building. And uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And (laughs) the kids are really loving the clap. Until next time, thanks for tuning in to the Holistic Healing Hour on Own Your Power Radio. Own Your Power.